every, every chapter is going to say this thing, but some of them, I guess, more seem to always say this thing. So, Kiddush Hashem. So, the whole past couple of chapters, right, we're dealing with this idea of that us, as among the Amim, how we express ourselves and how it comes out, and the last chapter is all dealing with Havdalah. The necessity and the importance and the requirement of Havdalah. And if not, unfortunately, the person gets caught up and pulled down by the world around us. And unfortunately, it's very easy to get caught up into because what used to be something that was a big deal and, and people never do such a thing is now something which is perfectly acceptable. And everything which was and just the, the, the world's moving at a very quick pace, what it's willing to accept and deal with and, and be okay with. Uh, so that, that that is certainly a ongoing challenge. In this in this parak in this chapter, this is Kiddush Hashem, which is really the, obviously the flip side of almost the opposite side of the coin of the Havdalah. That certainly the Havdalah needs to be there, but there's a goal, there's a purpose, and there's something which is gained by being among the Amim. Now, I want to really set a background. Ryan doesn't say this, but this way I've always understood from my Rebbeim that. We don't believe that Kiddush Hashem is primarily Tugayim. That's, I think, somewhat of a misnomer. We have this when we go on camp and we go on trips and they say, okay, now it's time to Kiddush Hashem. That's true. That's also Kiddush Hashem, and there's certainly no question that's part of what, what is needed to be done and thought about. But Kiddush Hashem is certainly not limited to Goyim. And in fact, probably the biggest Kiddush Hashem is among Yidin, and much more. And if we understand the concept of Kedesh Hashem is really to be bring out the Megala Kvaydei Megala Shem Hashemayim and to have a Gili of HaKadosh Baruch whose honor in this world that's very much part of our Tachas very much part of and that's what says what's going to be ultimately yes not just us but to the whole world right, and that's, that's certainly Kedusha, what? it's a Kedusha it's making Kedesh right right right, right so that's so but it's not limited to that but I think what Ryan's point is, but it certainly has the ability in a perhaps another level to be expressed as a person's among the nations of the world and perhaps somewhat of a Maila, that, that because Dafka among them to spread the Gili Kvoide even one step further, one step beyond just our own Dalaramis is Taka itself a, a particular Maila. That's really the focus of this, of this chapter. So he says... And he starts off all the most common negative mitzvah that confronts us is this idea of which everything we learned about in the past few chapters about the Havdalah and the necessity to create the Havdalah. The flip side of that, the most common and valued mitzvah is the opportunity to Kiddush Hashem. So he says that, you know, people have often have a misconception of Kiddush Hashem. They think of it as an extraordinary once-in-a-lifetime event, right? Rabbi, uh, what's his name? Found the ninety six thousand dollars on the desk, Muro, I forget his name. Right. So that's like that's the that's the Kiddush Hashem and that's the Spitz Kiddush Hashem and then you know, if we find such an opportunity, wow, you know, we, we accomplished it. it. it's true. The attack is a spectacular Kiddush Hashem and I believe of Shmuel Shlita was the one who told him to be Farsamit because of Taka, it's something which will will make national news and, and I'm sure it did and it made probably international news. So that's certainly something which is of of extreme value. But it does that mean that the tug-tegla, the day-to-day interactions is not a place where 
both has the ability to create a Kiddush Hashem and necessitates a Kiddush Hashem. And it's not bad to the extraordinary events, the once-in-a-lifetime events where you may find $96,000 or, or similar. It's certainly way, way beyond that. And, and truth is that, you know, the, the bigger events are also something which you feel very good about. And I, I remember, I'm sure it happens to everyone, you get overcharged in a store, and you feel very geschmack, you can go back to the register and say, you know, this, um, um, I want to return this money. And that feels very good. And, and, if, and there's certain like a schmack in that, almost like you know, wow, it's, I wish I can get overcharged every day so I can make this. I feel like, like a schmack of the make, and it's a very clear, blatant kid Hashem. You come there, and the person sees you clearly a firm Jew, and you're returning the item or returning the money, and they, and you're saying, you know, this my religion tells me that I, sh- I shouldn't I have to return this, or it's the right thing to do. No question. That, that, we, yeah, we are kind of in Elena also, or wherever we're talking about that. The goal is to get the guy to also be also the right also I mean, also hundred percent to go through us to right. them. No, it's that beyond. But that's also but someone that is the end goal. Is a end goal, right? It's it's right. Ultimately, the ult, 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 ultimate right, goal, ultimately, right? Ultimately, ultimately, right. to get to yes, for sure. But so I, I, I realize that to myself also do myself a disservice. If the only thing the kiddush Hashem is when I'm have the, the, the opportunity to get overcharged and return it to the store and say, I'm returning it, it's a missing, I'm really missing the boat. Because every time you drive down section, you have the opportunity to create the Kedosh Hashem. And, and I know for myself, as I mentioned this before, as a New Yorker, it's a challenge to stop at stop signs and and to, to drive like a, a mensch. It's, it's, it's not part of my nature. It's just, it's just not. And I fight myself all the time. I met a Kabbalah recently that that you know, I, I teach in Atara most mornings, so I usually I drive down Elbrook, and then when I want to leave, I usually make U-turn in Elbrook. I found that people found it annoying because if a car is coming, they you know they have to wait for you or whatever. So I try to do when no car is coming, but it ends up here and there. Inevitably, a car comes up and has to wait, and it's annoying. Now it, it's not it's it's, I don't know, it's legal. It's illegal. It's probably illegal because it's crossing yellow lines. I'm assuming it's illegal, right? So for me, it was a struggle. I had to make a Kabbalah that I now go down around, what's it called? What's that street called? Um, Metterridge. And, and go around there and come back on the side. So I, it was, there was a struggle for me because like, when actually it takes an extra two minutes and I'm not wasting two minutes. Like, so as, as a New Yorker, I own the road. I, every driver owns the road. So that's, that's why it's such an issue because every driver owns the same road. <laughs> but Lamaisa, right, the, you know, on the road, you can do what you want and you make a... Make a K-turn. <laughs> Make a K-turn. And, and okay, so I'm going to wait. So I'll wait. So I'll wait an extra you know, three seconds. I should go on the way. So, so but it's, I think it's a perfect example of an opportunity. And no one will ever know. If you go down Meadow Ridge, no one's ever going to know that that's, that's part. But Lamaisa, it, it is bringing out in, in a very maybe subtle way that no one will know besides myself. And, and that, that's also part of the goal. And then it takes you one step further. Right when you when you get to a stop sign, you tell the person they can go. Right, which is you know, maybe in some places common courtesy, and in Southern New York it doesn't exist. So it's just it's also like you know a struggle to have someone, especially to get to the exact same second. So everyone's looking at it. I might get there point eight of a second before him, so I can get to go first. Right, so it's it's part of the uh, the the Nisayan, but tell the person to go before you. So, and and it kahenu 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 and it never ends. Right. 
every time you walk out of the store and say you walk walking by the person that and thank, thank you very much and I appreciate it. these these are things which are talked about and, and they, they the opportunities hundreds of opportunities thousands probably every time and and the person the more persons among particularly the 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 world around us you have more opportunities to do so because they talk we stick out more we notice more so it's not that among you they don't have the same opportunities you also do right right but the, the Rambam we'll see in a few moments goes through the whole list of ways of how to everything we do and most of those if not all of them are relevant to Magidin as well but there's a certain ability among Goyim that you can, they can stick out and be, and be noticed and, and, and make that statement of who we are which has a consistent and constant opportunity all the time to be able to do that so he quotes this Rambam this beautiful Rambam the Rambam goes the flip side the things that particularly when a person who is expected to be on a higher level the first of the someone who's taka seen that someone who's a chash of a person people that will talk about him because the way he's acting they're not even something which is aser if people see it as something which is inappropriate and incorrect that itself is a chil shem shemayim. And he says very simple examples. That a person bought something and doesn't pay for the item immediately. Who actually has the money? And people ask him money, and he's, he's you know he's taking on credit when he doesn't need to, and he's pushing off more than he needs to, and they get annoyed and etc. So that's a chil Hashem. Again, if if, if they, they must know that his money, see him spending money on other things, and they see him for them, they you know the take, he's taking his time paying them. Or he's even really of schaik, too much joking around. Spending time among people who are not on the highest level. Not speaking softly, speaking in a way which is benachas. Not accepting people with a bright and joyful face. But rather, it's the opposite. He's a person who expresses. Cast annoyance, right? Even on a small level, and I call if you go to Shachachem. That's a, that's a. So actually, that the glass. The more the more a person is perceived and seen, that's the more. So the truth is that as a firm person, the way hopefully the world sees us is we're we're all rabbis, right? They're all all great rabbis. That's 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 the way a firm person is seen in the world. So among going in this particular higher level responsibility because they see us as religious Jews represent a certain level of, of godliness and, and the way acting in a way of representing representative of God you're the ambassador of HaKadosh Baruch himself we, we're that everywhere but they, when we're seen that way in a very high level so this Ramam kicks it in a higher level to be able to make sure that there's a diktuk which they see and they hear and he speaks softly. And he's, he's more of with people. Even people who are who doesn't respond. Even those who are not necessarily deserving of it. And he's very particular, honest in business. He doesn't take, spend time among people who shouldn't be spent time with. 
He's a higher level, and he's a person sitting in constantly learning, wrapped in his talus and tefillin. Which is an interesting point. Not to go too too much an extreme in this area. Those things an extreme is also it's not healthy. Actually, but if you don't go too extreme, you're doing it in a way which is all befitting and proper. People will praise you. They'll desire to be like like this person. And raise a kiddush, and that's a kiddush Hashem. Which is a beautiful pasuk. The Kodesh Baruch says these are I'm glorified by these people, by Klal Yisrael who act in this way. So Ryan says, except for the you know Talis and Tefillin and the constant study of Torah, but this says this Rambam, which is not really on on a high level. I was talking to, to everyone. Every one of us have the ability to go and follow this this list. Where we speak and then we act and then we talk and the way we are interacting with the world around us. This is a, a really a, a list of how a person should be acting. And he says, in many ways, the person outside the mismanagers has many more opportunities than the person who's inside the mismanagers and really has very little outside contact right, with the world. There's, there's no question. There's unlimited opportunities to be able to create this idea of Kiddushim Shemayim. And he says, even more than that, he says, nothing the Rambam writes here is extraordinary. These, these are all regular, what we would call nothing out of the, out of the, out of the ordinary. These are all day-to-day, consistent, right, and no one-time heroic deeds that a person is doing. And he said, the Rambam is an overall message, act with dignity, not lose his temper, treat others with dignity and friendliness, and be honest. And a person who conducts himself that way is, is creating a Kiddush Hashem. That's, that's a... That's an incredible opportunity, which is which is there on a, on a moment-to-moment basis. And this is the second fallacy people think, besides thinking that it's only extraordinary opportunities, is that the purpose of Kiddush Hashem is to prevent anti-Semitism. He says, it's true, it's a nice extra benefit, there's no question. It's not the goal of Kiddush Hashem so The goal is to be Mamlach HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to proclaim HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name in this world, which we're bringing down HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's a speech and propaganda that won't do the job. When a person acts in a way that conveys Abishter, that's that's going to be seen, be noticed, and be appreciated by the people around us. And this is a very interesting thing, based on Josh Saran. So it's like really very different than like we're all mechanic about, you know, preventing anti-Semitism. It's more of yeah. The saying is one of the misnomers of, of Kiddushim Shemayim is that it's all about the, the Shkayim Shem hate us, and it said that's a total misnomer. That's, that's not halal, the point. I mean, again, that's a nice, it's a nice benefit. It, it also results, right, as a result, right? The famous maestro, the Vyakov, Vyakov Kamenetsky, he found that afterwards, he was he was in Europe, and then he went, ultimately, to, came to America, and he found that afterwards that the postal, the postal clerk in his town, they can't forget the name of the town, was, ended up saving a lot of Yiddin during the Holocaust. And... Somehow it was in this bar, it came out, I don't know if I've heard of this, but so it was this bar that the postdoc used to test the Yidden by giving them extra change. And he said that the from Yidden were flawless in returning the extra change. And that itself caused them to have a certain chavivas from Yidden, and he talked to say a lot from Yidden. So it's a beautiful thing, a wonderful story, right? And, and it certainly can show how far it can go, can manage to the point of saving lives. But again, that's not the goal. It's not, we're, not, we're not doing it to it. So the game will protect us and take care of us and worry about us and, and potentially even save us when necessary. 
So we're doing it to, to bring down a Kodesh Baruch Hu's Moloi Kolar Ritz Kvede. To bring and down... It's, and it's even a Benadam La'atzmo, Kodesh Hashem. Kodesh Hashem was probably Lav Davka... It's, it's, I think, I think it's, it's both. Else, it's I think it's both. Right, it starts yeah. from a person himself. Right, and that's the example I said with, like, you know, going, right. going around. I, th- I think it's, that's the example of Kiddush Hashem, even though no one, no one will ever know about it. Now that I've told you about it. Right. right. But, um, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And then the melee, it, 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 it I, spreads I, out to Right. A person is a, is a reflection of a Kiddush Baruch Hu. Everything we do is a reflection of a Kiddush Baruch Hu. So, doing things, even right, even in the Matzma, is a reflection of a Kiddush Baruch Hu. Without, without question, and that itself is a level of Kiddushim Shemayim, right? And again, the more people know about it, the more people see it, not, not that we're doing it for that reason, but the more people that, that are exposed to it, the greater the Gilek Kvot Shemayim is in, in a very pronounced public way, which is, which is an incredible thing. And right? it says a very very fascinating thing with this idea from the Ran. It says that if the Goyim see us Doing things properly in terms of mishpatim, which mishpatim includes everything that that right, properly doing things honestly, all that. So then they want to accept that chukim are also yeah, the part of their religion, right? And they can they're not going to in any way say like how how could this like what's with these people? These people are fanatical. They'll say like like they they say that people are are, are a, a cut above. They do things. He said, the Ryan says the opposite is true as well. He says, the language he says, he says, if he wanted cheeseburger, but he doesn't mind cheating someone out of $1,000, right? They, they see that as like, the whole thing is like hypocritical and doesn't make any sense. Like these people, they're not, they're not real, right? So then they do, like, look what they're, like, the whole thing doesn't make sense to them. And it's interesting, there's, there's a, Rebatisio quotes this sort of, um, from a smack. The smack says an incredible line. He says that, if we are medactic, where we should be, particularly vis-a-vis money, money matters, and the, and the goyim see that, he says, then when Mashiach comes, he says, the goyim are going to say, wow, Taka, this Uma is fitting to have Mashiach come for them. He says, but if it's the opposite, and people don't act, and Mashiach comes, he says, the greatest Chalashim will take place, because people say, this is the nation of Mashiach, this, this is them? I'm paraphrasing with this command lashon of the smack, very powerful lashon of it. So, this is all part of the Kiddushim Shemayim in a global sense and in a historical sense, but it's tag tagluch. It's it's really every single day. It's this idea of being an Goyim and being shechina in the world. He says this is very much who Klal Yisrael is, and this is very much part of our our day to day job that a person has in this world, which a person can accomplish in a very um, very significant way. Then he quotes the Maisa of Shulman Shatach, the famous Maisa, right, that he was he was going to buy a uh, a donkey, and the donkey had a diamond hanging around, which the person suddenly forgot. And the the, the, the Talmud came to Shulman Shatach and says, "Look, you, you became wealthy; you don't have to work anymore. You got a beautiful diamond." And he says, "The owner nobody says no; you have to return it to him." So in the end, it says that I don't understand. He told me that it's it's Aved of a Gaimis Mutter. I can I can keep it. So. So his line at the end is, um, He said, rather that the Goyimists say, that blessed the God of Shimon Shetach more than any other thing I can get in this world. And that, that is, Rav Shimon Shetach felt that was part of his, his mission and his goal. And as much as he can gain in physical 
monetary ways from not doing that in a way which is mutter it was inherently mutter I still didn't do that and the same thing with like that's where Toyosakim fits in the idea of returning Toyosakim when he makes a mistake and returning it you can gain it's no question a person can gain a person, a person is allowed to keep it without question Toyosakim is mutter to keep so how could one outweigh a Kiddush Shemayim for, for any amount of money? Uh, obviously, the more money is more than a sign it is. But it's $100, $500, $1,000, right? I, I had I'm a spell who um, is in Chicago. He went to the bank and took out $101 bills and they gave him $9,900 bills, one, that one single. They, they, they mixed in the pile. The top bill was a single, the rest was all hundreds. So you got $10,000, right? $10,000? Right, so you got $10,000. Call me on the way back from the bank. What do I do? So I said, I said, firstly, they're probably going to catch it <laughs> anyways, right? Because they have, you know, that, that's too big of a mistake to go unnoticed. I said, but besides that, I said, even if they wouldn't, I said, if you turn right around now and you go back and you say, you just receive the stack he got $9,900 bills and he, he turned around and went back and they were like they were, they were, they were pretty forward you know it's like the teller that he went back he went to the same teller so he went to the same teller because she's going to lose her job probably if, if they don't figure out uh, who you know where it came from go back to her and say that you know doing that I made a mistake and I'm a, I'm a religious Jew and this is returning the money so Okay, those are, the, those are the extraordinary opportunities. You don't get those you know, too often, the $10,000 opportunities or the $96,000 opportunities. But the most opportunity is that... Oh, but but the small ones, that's really, that's really the point. Is that if, if, you, if you realize the value of the Kiddush Hashem, so the, the small opportunities come much more often, they're much more available. And again, and particularly when it comes to like a Toyosaka, when you have a 100% hetter to keep it, like Shem Meshit, 100% hetter to keep it. Avedasaka, 100% hetter. Not a question of being mutter. But, yeah, the opportunity of Kiddush Hashem, so not taking that opportunity, it's not worth all the money in the world. It ends off with a, with, with a, with a Maisa, which is Daka, a, a Pelodic Maisa, from, from the Miri Shiva in Shanghai when they were escaping. So there was a necessity, they got famous Maisa, they got these visas, these transit visas, which are really on the way to um, Japan. And they had to be stamped. It was this uh, Sugihara, who was the one who ended up saving them. He was a, a consul, a Japanese consul, and he was the one who, who initiated these visas and stamped them. So he said he wasn't able to go and do them all by himself. They needed to he only had a few days left. He actually was, the, he was deported afterwards. I don't know if it was like what happened exactly, but he was the Nazis chat what he was doing, and they deported him. Anyway, but he only had a few days left until he had to leave. And the Japanese called him back to, to Japan, and he see, he get help. So there was a, a yeshiva bacher. So he heard this maaseh heard the maaseh from the person Moshe Zipnuk, who was so he'll help him stamp the visas. He helped him. Still wasn't it. They wanted they had thousands of visas to process. So it says there was a Gestapo officer. Doesn't say his name. Who or does say his name? Um, Wolfgang Goods, who is who offered to help as well. And he said, like, picture the surreal scene. Of this Japanese consul, Shiva Bacher, and this Nazi, this Gestapo, they were sitting there stamping visas to save Yidden. And he said, at the end of the few days, it took like a few days, and they stamped, they had 2,400 visas, they stamped, they, they stamped them, they, they processed them. 
and this this um, Gestapo officer told this this uh, Rizdupin before he left, he said, I have a great respect for your kind. From the other, now it doesn't. We don't know exactly the background of the story, and we don't know exactly what happened. You know, but there was obviously something that he was experienced and exposed to that gave him a mystery of Kiddushem Shemayim that, that he was acting in this way and, and 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 was able to do this way. An incredible thing, and and, and you know, the he ends off with like pictures a, a Yiddish from accountant, right? Who comes up and who is medactic and Kachota Siren is in himself and others and I go up to Shemayim and he says the big band wait, waiting for him he says welcome to the savior of the Torah world right? this person was what they did there was a famous place I think I mentioned this was Schwab uh, Schwab was, was audited and he was audited by the IRS and they went through everything and the the end of the mice, the, this IRS agent told of Schwab along the lines, I've never seen books like look like that, like this. You know, something like that. But you know, never, never seen before. Like he had a dick dog, he had every penny quartered and what it had to be done. Okay, Halavai, we should have that, that level of, of feeling, you know, that trying to do everything in the most perfect, Yasha way. But that's Lamaisa, those opportunities, which are with the Yashras and the Medabe Benachas and wherever Marbrias, all those things have. Incredible daily, hourly, sometimes minute by minute opportunities to do so, and we have to really grab the opportunity and, and appreciate the opportunity. That we have to be able to accomplish this in a way where people who, who don't have the exposure that we have are able to accomplish. And Beis Hashem, we should be walking Kiddush Hashem with everything we do, every word we say, every action that we do, and hopefully with Hashem that we should be able to be that dogma for what Kiddush Hashem is all about. Uh.